Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at That's My Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Glenn at Let's Die Brat. And I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. Hello, everyone. Hi. So we had a very eventful weekend. Um, if the people don't know. If you don't know, now you know. We attended Afropunk as well as After Dark, which is a series of parties that Afropunk throws at various locations in Brooklyn with a lot of different DJs. And it's a lot of fun. It is. It's like a really intimate way to still engage with different artists and DJs that you love um, in a more... Yeah, like an intimate setting, really, to use the same word. It was really dope, and it, I think it, you know, you know, I don't be going out at all, but it like allowed no. me to like engage with new spaces and new people and new types of music. It was dope. It was like Afropunk really took over Brooklyn. The most I've seen you out, maybe in my life. No, let me Probably. stop. <laughs> no, nah, um, well, we have some really exciting things coming up with the Afropunk team, but if you miss it, we did do like a little IG takeover for them. Um, by the time this airs, you will not have been able to see it, unfortunately, but it's we added highlights. it to our highlights. Mm-hmm. Oh, same brain. What's the word? Uh, Synergy? Synchrosity? <laughs> no, it's a uh, great minds think alike. That's the saying. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about synchrosity. Whatever, y'all know what I mean. Um, Synchronicity, anyway. (laughs) And anyway, though, I thought it would be cool for us to kind of go through the same um, questions that we had asked some of the folks that we met out. But first and foremost, let's just kind of like recap what the festival was like, what our experiences were like before we get all, you know, deep on y'all. Yes. Well, you know what I was thinking, actually? So, who, do y'all remember your first Afropunk? Like, uh, when did you start going? My first one was last year. Oh, that was the first time you've ever been? Mm-hmm. I've been going, I want to say, for like four years or something. I think our first one was together mm-hmm. four years ago. Yeah, like four Afropunk years ago. OG. Yeah, OGs. And this was my favorite year. Like, it was just dope. There were so many different, like, components. Um... You know, we were looking at this video of this um, young man in a wheelchair that was, like, dancing and getting his whole life in the center of this dance circle. It was dope how they made it, like, really accessible. I think this year there was such an emphasis on, like, the multitudes of identities that people have and creating a safe space for people to be those people, you know, Um, and feel seen, which was kind of, like, their motto. Yeah, hashtag we see you. Exactly. So there's all this emphasis on like your gender identity. And yeah, I don't know, it was sick. I really, 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 really loved it. It felt really reflective of this time that we, we are in in our lives right now. 
um, so many people from our community were involved. Like our friends were taking photos, our friends were DJing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it really yeah. was like ours. Yeah, it did re- it felt super accessible and. It was nice to see like all the generations kind of there together. I saw old people. I saw babies. I saw, you know, teenagers. It was really cool. Yeah, so positive. It was so positive. Yeah. Who was your favorite performer? Ooh. Oh, I feel like I know what you guys are gonna say. Oh, really? FK Twins. Yeah. Yeah. She was fire, and I've never listened to her music before, but now I'm like a fan. Yeah. She was like seducing all of us. Yeah, it was, it was crazy because I was looking around at like the men, and all all of them were like in a trance. Dead ass. Men and queer women. Dead ass. Like, <laughs> hypnotized. Hypnotized. Well, I guess more than that because I'm not a queer woman and I was hypnotized. We were all fucking hypnotized, <laughs> like in yeah. a trance. Like what? Yeah, like she can dance. I heard she's like classically trained. Because I was like, this is very, like, Alvin Ailey, but, like, I don't know. It's theatrical. It's yeah, cool. it was really cool. But Jill was on stage, like, giving you serious, like, aunt-ass energy. Like, I felt like I could reach out and touch her, if that makes any sense. Like, she felt so She had real. so many anecdotes in between Mad her songs. Anecdotes. She was like, if you have a hater, so what? Like, just, like, going off. And I was just living for it. She was great. Um, Did she do her mic? Mic sucking? Not that I saw. We left a little bit before she ended because we had to start hitting the the fets. But um, I don't think she did that. Um, I really liked the pink stage. Pink stage was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. B-major? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. That was a whole moment. I felt like I was in that Normani video because it was like, oh, God, I did, though, because we were really like on a court or like a playground, not a playground, a basketball court, like in us in the summer in a park, like fucking singing Beyonce out loud and doing the electric slide with a whole bunch of black people. It was just so So good. And the guy on the mic was also hilarious. He was hollering at girls from up on the stage. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Slash side note. I just saw that Normani video for the first time and I'm a fan. Oh, big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Oh. That's why I was like, oh, God, because Glenn's, like, obsessed right now. I know. I'm really she's trying to so make good. money happen. Obsessed. She's so good. No, you can make she, no money happen. Yeah, like, she's, she's, she's happening. <laughs> yeah. You ain't got to I was just saying, happen. like, this. it's not like the song makes me like, oh, I got to hear this song. But the video is very, very, very well done. And she's an amazing dancer. Yeah. So like, we'll see. Maybe time. next year she'll be at Afropunk. Be here for it. Yeah, the the people would be here for that. Oh yeah, my gosh, it was just everything. Yeah, just also very, got to meet it, so it was many, black as hell. Yeah, like all these like black owned businesses. We played this hilarious ass game, trading races. We got to interact with my favorite brand, Baby Tress, and lay down our edges. Just, oh, the hair village brand? was so dope. The hair village was like yes. everything. I was yeah. obsessed with the fact that they did that. And I think that it was so important that they did that. And it just was beautiful to see like all these different brands being able to come together, black owned brands. And then also the information they had about the black hair industry and like yes. the, the strength of our dollar. I was like, Billions. I come through with the facts. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have um, 
Like, I took a picture, because you're right, they had all this, like, information about that, which I thought was super important, and I took a picture of one of the signs. I found it. So it says, Hair and Beauty Village. There is no word in the English language that combines the idea of crown, heart, spirit, creativity, and armor. So we are left with hair. This small four-letter word is innocuous is an innocuous camouflage for inside jokes, memories, intimacies, life stages, pain, doubt, confidence, shame, pride, innocence, maturity, and authenticity. Hair plays such a central role in the identity. Wow, I really need my glasses. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, Hair plays such a central role in the identity, self-concept, sense of beauty, and political consciousness of black people. That it has had to overstate its importance. Guys, this is so funny. If you could see me reading, I'm literally reading (laughs) squinting one eye. My eyes have been fine, and I don't know what's happening. Okay, this space explores all of these facets of of black hair through the eyes of creators, innovators, visionaries, and artists to manifest conversation, creativity, and community. Hashtag AP Hair Village. Ooh, what? That is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And like taking a moment to reflect on that. Like, it's so interesting how all of us have like shared experiences with hair, like, or like shared experiences with hairstyles. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, who's that influencer, Lala Milan, I think? Yeah. She like has this new character where she's like a, a little child and she puts her hair in these bubbles, like, six little bubbles and twists and i'm like that's such a little kid hairstyle like we all had that yeah style at one point the clips at the end i never yeah. got to wear bubbles actually oh what? okay well I thanks know. glenn what were you doing with your hair lopsided twists i don't know <laughs> oh no pobre glenn I don't, yeah i really i really always wanted my mom to put bubbles in my hair and she would not do it wait so oh, how well, does she tie yeah. the top I mean, I think I just used to get my hair braided. I don't know. I just didn't have Yeah, but when you were, like, young, young, like, when you're three, four, you were sitting. I mean, I guess my niece sits and gets her hair braided, but I don't think I was really But trust me, I know how much of, you know, that is a a statement thing. And I I lusted after it because it was so much a part of our. I'm just putting it out there. If any listeners can give me a tutorial as to how to do the DMX challenge. I really <laughs> want to put it on Black Girl Sexing IG. I just have no idea how to do it. And frankly, I don't really have much time. I and I want to, yeah, I want to stay on the, I want to stay on the trend, but like I can provide you with some fire imagery of my chameleon ass with all my hair. So I have had a lot of hairstyles, you know, just hello at Black Girls Texting or slide in, uh, in at a DM. Yeah, and I'll give you some good picks. Oh, big facts! I'm probably a big part of those billions of dollars. <laughs> Just spent like three hundred dollars on some bundles. Okay. I know. It's what we does. What else did I really like? Oh my gosh! Speaking of hair, I saw a vendor that I knew. Um, I met her at the Black Joy Parade in Oakland. Like our tent was right next to her tent. Oh my god! And as I was walking through, I was like, Oh my god! I was dying. I was just like, it was such a cute moment. And she's from Brooklyn, lives out in the Bay, and then was able to, like, get a tent at Afropunk, which was, she was like, yo, I had to come correct for Afropunk. 
da 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 and I was just like, yo, I'm, like, mad proud of you. I don't even know you, but, like, I saw how her tent was at Black Drip Parade, and it wasn't that it was bad, but it was just, you know, really chill, and this tent, she just went off. She had, like, a whole vibe in there. Oh, my God, yeah. There were mad women in there, and I was just like, okay, entrepreneur. It was, I mean, so many people that we saw there that had boots were, like, our age with their own businesses. Yeah. My homeboy that I grew up with had a whole booth with all of his clothes in it. I remember when he first started designing as a kid. It's really awesome that they create this space for us, you know. Um, One for us. Yeah, gives really everybody cool. a platform and an opportunity. It's super inclusive. They even it gave just, us a platform because we were official did. correspondents for yeah. Afropunk. Yeah. Yeah. I would like, I want to give a shout out to Jocelyn Cooper because we cold emailed her. And after she, you know, worked with us, I wasn't there for the live show, but she just was like, okay, want to pull you guys in, connect her with us with the content team. So shout outs to all of them. Shout outs to Emil, Steven, Peter. Oh gosh. Who else do we have to shout out? Um, Literally their whole team. Like Anjan Awa. Yeah. Everyone that we worked with there, because when I tell you guys that they were like, we want to do this with you all. Let's make it happen. And within like a day, it was like, here you go. Here's everything. We were like, oh my God, wait, y'all are dead ass. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. You know, and like how proud we felt about that. We actually looked in our DMs and like last year we had emailed them. Maybe had DM them trying to make something happen. And now this year we've actually have seen it come to fruition. It's so fire. Yeah. And Jocelyn like highlights making sure that she not only gives back to the community but like works with black women and i was mm-hmm. like we can now attest to that so her word. yeah yeah it's much appreciated and there's everybody like there were just so many amazing things there um i really love the activism row mm-hmm. mm-hmm. can you tell that was, people about the sweatshirt you purchased yes i was just about to um i got this sweatshirt oh my gosh and hold on pause i'm gonna actually pick it up so i can read everything on it um play a little show tune (laughs) show tune oh y'all miss my singing (laughs) okay and i'm back i'm sorry okay it's over (laughs) (laughs) okay so my sweatshirt says fuck a false arrest and then um it says good call arrest support hotline i believe their call we got your back um if or good call we got your back i'm sorry if i'm butchering this but uh you can find them at uh you can call actually like a hotline if you're arrested in new york city and they have like lawyers working like they said almost like 24 hours like to be able to um help people out who are wrongfully arrested or just like need support because like especially within the black and brown communities we have people who just sit in jail for days and days and days because they don't have anyone to go to so it's one eight three 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 good call um and then on the back it says know your rights if you're arrested ask for a lawyer do not talk to the police or any prosecutors district attorneys do not write or sign any statements if you are on parole or post-release supervision do not waive or give up your right to a preliminary hearing do not get permission for or consent to search of your person, belongings, car, or home. Phone calls from Rikers are recorded. Do not speak about your case, which is just like, 
on the yeah. back of the damn sweatshirt. Come I was on. like, wait, come that's also with crazy. Come I, didn't know that, I did not know that they were recording calls. Oh, of course they are. That's wild. That is wild. That's pretty wild. I thought like when you call, you know, you whisper. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So shout out to them for doing doing the good work. And I was really happy to get this. One, because I was freezing cold. But two, I was like, I'm very happy to support you all's cause. So Absolutely. It was just uh, so good. So positive. The yeah. Work everyone was doing. Was also awesome. that tent yeah. that you all took a photo in uh, the, on the first day yep. that I missed. It was a uh, it was a black owned feminine care brand. Can you speak to mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was called Honey Pot, and right they make all sorts of feminine care products, and it's sick that it's black owned. And I, you know, they had this um, pin that said "We're all pink on the inside," and mm. I was like, "Oh my god, it's like our conversation that we had way back when." Yeah, see, I told you we are all pink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um, actually about to order a bunch of tampons from them because they have like it's plant based. Hold on, let me look it up. Yeah, actually, so it says they're they're one of their slogans here is natural natural feminine care from my kitchen to your hands, and it was started by a woman named B or Bia. I'm sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly, and she's the founder of the Honey Pot Co. And I can attest to how great they work because when we went to the vi pizzle section the bathrooms were stocked yes. with honeypot products and my ghetto ass took a bunch in my purse so <laughs> so anyways how was you all's after dark experience because i've never gone to an after dark party but i definitely will in the future well okay i'm getting older so i'm gonna have to really like work out my my life like I might have to wear aerosols or something, but <laughs> yeah, my feet were killing me. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I would like to attend because, I mean, bitch, we pulled up to the Sultan room and my ass is over here like, wow, that sound, that's some crisp ass sound. That DJ <laughs> got some Alicia Keys playing. I ain't never even heard that version. That sounds so good, girl. And then we open the door and I'm like, oh. Oh, That's no. so crazy. That's, That's Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. There was in front only, of my face. What, like 60 people in that room? Like Hella, hella intimate. What? That was insane. Like, where does that I'm happen? Over here we shook had it. no idea that that was happening. We thought we were going to go see a DJ set. Like, that's the kind of shit that can happen at Afropunk. And it was so Afro-punk. fire because it was like, you know, all these artists are in town to perform anyway. And then maybe their friends are in town. So they just call their friend like, yo, come through. Like, Alicia just did a surprise show there and then she just called her friends to literally just come out and do shit on her set so gary clark jr is playing like does he play the guitar or the bass yes ma'am okay oh actually i'm not sure the bass guitar i'm not so gary clark jr is up there um uh rhapsody came out like it was crazy then kamasi washington came out and played the sax with her it was so sick. That like was, was like, that was like probably the highlight. Like they were doing like a duet with the the piano and the sax, and I was just like, I can die. I'm good. Right. 
Like, yeah, I felt like I was back in time, like in those salon times when like black folks were just meeting in like smoky bars and like you would just casually see a legend that wasn't legendary yeah. yet. But like, yeah, except they are. <laughs> it was crazy. I really yeah. like just like talking to people during After Dark. Um, it was really cool. We ran into this guy who was super talented and just busted out playing the drums. Mm-hmm. And he was so good. And then we ran into this guy who's like a beatboxer and just like all this talent, all these young black people. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I think so, you know, granted, we were there to do coverage and part of our job was to. With, oh sorry y'all speak with all these different attendees and it was so like uh i'm trying to find the words like beautiful affirming um and gave me a lot of hope when we spoke to all these different people and were asking them about like their hopes and dreams for the future or what makes them feel seen what they're passionate about and everything that each of them had to say was so like thoughtful and yeah powerful like every yeah. single one I was like, shit, like, to, like, we were really in the company of, like, brilliant people here, brilliant, mm-hmm. creative, like, ah, compassionate people. And the cool thing about sick. After Dark, too, is it kind of forces the attendees to explore Brooklyn. So I feel like yes. Brooklyn is also a piece of the festival. Like, the fact that everyone was going to these, like, little bars that we kind of frequent as Brooklyners um, was really cool that people got to get that experience, too. Yeah, yeah, and it was way more of, like, a vibe because while the festival is amazing, it can be overwhelming for some. So I feel like whether you attended or you didn't, you can still get that piece of Afropunk by hitting up After Dark. Yeah. So, yeah. It was amazing. Recommend. It we also... Recommend. Sorry. Okay, also the funny thing about Afropunk After Dark is, tr- like, walking around Brooklyn and seeing... Brooklyn's crazy self. We saw this man laying on the floor. Girl, like what? <laughs> that was ho- wait, Glenn. You're a you're a writer. Can you paint the scene? Oh Jesus! <laughs> We're walking up past the projects, and this man is like doing sit ups. Looks like on the floor, but it's really because he just cannot pull his body up. So then we're like, is he in the K hole? Is he on heroin? But like. <laughs> Maybe oh, that was, was like rolling face. I don't know. You know, we saw that. We saw but the like, thing is, everyone was walking past him, like trying to help him out. Yes. Like, so much community. It was crazy. Absolutely. But he definitely was at the wrong festival. He thought he was at Coachella. Absolutely. And he was at Afropunk. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're not doing all of that at Afropunk. He was ready for a rave. But, um, so, you know, we were talking about some of the questions we got to ask these people and learn amazing things about them. So why don't we uh, reflect on some of those questions ourselves? So okay, one well, of the like questions that. that we asked was the theme of this year's Afropunk was we see you. And what does it mean for you to feel seen? Or when do you feel seen? Hmm. And one thing I want to say is that like one of the answers that overwhelmingly came up was people kept saying when people listen to my voice, when yeah. I feel recognized. When people realize that what I have to say has value, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that was really, really interesting, and yeah, I can relate to. I think that makes me feel really affirmed when people listen to my ideas and like genuinely recognize that I have something to offer. So is that when you feel seen, darling? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's. Mm. Can you expound? <laughs> um, I think. Like I mean, I, I feel like I experience this in the workplace sometimes too. Like when I start to speak, and it you know it either happens or it doesn't. But most recently, I've been interviewing for a bunch of different positions. Some interviews have not been as great as others, but in the ones that have been really like popping, you know, when I start sharing my ideas, people are really looking at me and like are invested in what I have to say. They're like intently listening. They're asking me follow up questions. They're like that's super interesting. I could see why you would be interested in that. Or I've never Mm -hmm. thought about that before. And it's like really making me feel validated as a creator, as a thinker, you know? Um, Yeah. And yeah, I think that's what I feel seen. What about y'all? Hmm. That's a hard one. I don't really know. I mean, I guess um, not necessarily when I'm, heard per se but maybe like acknowledged expound (laughs) (laughs) um i well okay i feel like i can come off as very (laughs) as very self-centered but i don't think that i am i think that i'm also very giving Mm -hmm. but it's in a weird way of a bizarre love language so when people do see like oh, like, you actually do care or, like, you actually are doing something, like, selfless. I'm like, yes. Like, I'm nice. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's real. (laughs) Glenn, okay. No, you are nice. I know. It took me a second to get it there, but, like, okay. But I I get that. Like, you know, when you, when, it's very powerful. Like, I've been this way before, too. Like, when I know that I possess certain things and I feel like people don't see it, Mm -hmm. like, that's especially, ooh, I'm getting, I'm getting angry, like, uh, spicy, you know, like heated, riled up over here. Because I'm thinking oh, about moments. Oh, I like it. When, get riled up. You no, know, I'm thinking about moments when people will just get me so twisted, when people get my intention so fucked up, or when people think they know who I am and they will speak on me or some shit that is just not my within my character at all, and it really pisses me off. So when people mm. are able to recognize that, like, nah, that's not like her, or when they see like the things that I pride myself on, when they can recognize that. That mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like people are, you know, you know what? I'm going to just leave it there. <laughs> oh, oh. Are you sure? There's it more. Like there's a little bit more in your spirit. No, you know, I mean, I don't know if y'all ever been here before, but like if people be like, oh, she's this or she's that, she's shady, she's blah, she's this or she's that. And you know right. in your character, that's not you. Um, right. Like, that is the antithesis mm. of me being seen. Like, you don't see me at all. Right. So, like, when people recognize the things that I really work to embody, ooh, that is so good. I feel like, yes, I'm trying to do the self-work, man. I'm trying to be better. Please. Right. See me. So, kind of like, like, although no one's perfect, giving each other the benefit of the doubt, kind of? Yeah, or like, yeah, I guess. Or like yeah, these I, things that I that I believe that I pride myself on that I sometimes can doubt every day, right? Yeah, because no one's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you're right. You you acknowledging that, like, no, I see you working towards that. I see you trying. Right. I see you like trying to be better. Yeah. Yeah. It's no easy feat. Nah. And then Miss Rojas. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep well, going. No, no, go, go, keep going. Miss Rojas, go ahead and oh. share. 
y'all just love using my government on this you think um, people don't know <laughs> well th- they wouldn't had it not been for you two girl anyway your id what? right now I know, like, that says your, your full name i know <laughs> literally not i don't think so oh, anyway okay, fine so i think i would agree with both of you like i like when people i feel seen when like i guess in my words is when people give you the benefit of the doubt and like know that you're like a a well-intended good person Mm. you're trying to be the best version of yourself and they don't try to stunt that they try to support that um and also listening to you acknowledging when your ideas are good and even if someone like doesn't agree with your ideas like not necessarily shitting on them but like listening like yes like opening up your ears and like i kind of feel this way and i know i always say i'm like black before i'm a woman but i feel this way a lot when i'm like maybe the only girl in the room i feel like guys like will all be like listening and agreeing with each other and i'm just like i don't know so i think that's a moment when i feel seen when someone can like pause and like hear my point of view yeah and i guess I also actively uh, am trying to be better at that as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. There's like um, listening to respond and listening to listen. Right. And like it's so hard to do the latter. Mm-hmm. But it's like something that I think you almost have to unlearn yeah. in terms of the former to be able to really excel in the latter. Like just taking time processing hearing that person before you start thinking like oh and this is what i have to say yeah like how That's long very do you true. wait so like not thinking about your answer while you're listening mm-hmm. and then I feel like we, we, there's all this like weirdness about leaving space between conversations i guess right because in order for you to formulate your answer you would have to pause and think and like people think that's right. so awkward but like yeah, you should listen. That means you were fully. listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Process, then reply. Yeah. Active listening. Yeah. Active listeners. What's your follow up question? Or yeah, I want to know. Oh wanna yeah. Know. Well, I was going to say like I think we really touched on it in a really deep way. Um, but how do you feel seen in media, or in mm. you know like yeah representation media. Yeah, is there any, like, you know, shows, music? I think, you know, the festival is really about, like, this creative expression. I see. This is... So, So, mm -hmm. and it was so interesting. Did you all watch the MTV Music Video Awards or clips? No, I did. So I watched the beginning, and I saw Lizzo's performance, and I literally started tearing up. And it's Mm. so weird, because at no point in my life have I been like overweight or or been called like ugly as far as I know I don't know but I feel like her performance and then her like while she was performing she was just like we all just need to like love ourselves better and like like we love all these people we love all these celebrities I know you guys all love me like take a moment to really love yourself too and like I don't know I don't know if that's related to your question but I feel like um that sort of representation and then seeing all the love she gets i feel like probably means so i mean it means so much to me mm-hmm. but i'm sure it probably means so much to a girl in middle school right now who's like mm-hmm. being made fun of because of her weight mm-hmm. or whatever the case is so i feel like you know see, literally seeing people that 
may have gone through your same struggle or may have had similar experiences to you, excelling is super important um, and valuable. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, That's super, super. I think I saw a post about her saying that, actually. And I was like, yes, go off, Lizzo. Girl, I started crying. It was so weird. <laughs> but she's I just, really, like, so happy. And, like, people love her. It's great. Yeah, she just exudes happiness that it feels like you can't even knock her no matter what you right. may have to say. Right. Which is, like, when you hit that peak. And then it was crazy. It was crazy because Missy Elliott was being um, awarded the Video Vanguard Award, Mm -hmm. which is like the biggest award MTV VMAs gives out of each night. Um, And they interviewed Lizzo, and Lizzo started crying. It was crazy. She was like, "You don't know what you did for me," and she was like, "Oh fuck, I'm about to cry." And she started crying. She was like, "Seeing you like." really is the reason why I'm where I'm at and she just started bursting out crying. Oh my god. Because that matters. Like yeah, like seeing another woman who the world is probably calling fat every day, excelling and killing it and like people love her and fucks with her, like makes you feel like you can do that too. Yeah. I also feel like the like different types of black people specifically black women that are represented at the festival but also just like yes of course in media but I definitely say like I love Afropunk in that alternative space Mm -hmm. because while it can seem like oh it's cliche to just say like well Afropunk is just you know people dressing up like extremely quote-unquote African it's like that's not all of that is there Mm -hmm. there's so many different forms of expression of people's selves and people's blackness, which is really, really dope to see. And I think that's really important because we don't all fit into like that singular mold of what people think blackness is. Um, that's another reason why I particularly really like Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh my um, God, I was about to we'll say have that. To, like, oh my God. Damn, I'm still not a fan. I watched all <laughs> of the episodes. I'm so here for it. Oh my God. Ah, okay, continue, Shadi. No, I was just saying, like, I feel like, and and Chelsea, it's funny, because some of the stuff you sent to us in terms of critiques of that show were that people were saying that it did feel, like, very uh, bougie black or, like, Mm -hmm. black people that went to, like, boarding school or whatever. But I'm like, I am a black person that went to private school for a big chunk of my life and have been exposed to, like, different types of black people throughout my whole life so i i love that they can get like a little ratchet and then a little like out there i don't know i really enjoy it and i think that it shows yeah it shows a lot of levels and Mm -hmm. and and the way that they execute that humor i think in the most subtle ways that like you have to be hip to get it it feels like we're like speaking in code to one another through the show yeah that show I, really is wanna, I wonder how the ratings are. Right now. I, I, and I will say, whether I like the damn show or not, I turn that shit on every Friday because I'm like, I need this show to be on. Like representation matters, you know. Absolutely. So I'm gonna support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing, Shade, um, because the show is also just silly as hell. Like you know, I think we've seen black women in comedy over time. Of course, those they've been like, you know, you think of your Monique's and like all those women that were on com. I always oh Comic View, 
and there's a certain kind of lane I think that they've, they've occupied but like this silly like slapstick sketch comedy stuff that white men have been doing forever mm, to see black women true. in that space and like dressing up in costumes and just being just playing around and experimenting is so cool oh my god and yeah, we're literally it's, clowns so we can relate it's like, very what? silly I think that's that's what I don't get <laughs> I mean, and I don't but, really like silly humor in general. Like when I watch like the white men do it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm aggravated. It's right. so silly as fuck. It's annoying. But like the fact that it's black women doing it, it's just really refreshing. Yes. See, and I love that. I loved like um, Workaholics and Broad City. Oh, and all those like very oh, I did love Broad strange City, even though shows. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. You yeah. don't really get to see black women act that way. So yeah. the fact that they're just like acting a whole damn fool mm-hmm. at times that you don't even get it. It's all, But then they like throw in like a ashy joke or something right. about a bonnet. And right. you're like, ah! And then you're like anchored again. You're like, okay, you got me back again. <laughs> Like, this is for right. me. Right. This is for me. It is. Oh, that shows the way. And yeah. it employs a bunch of black women, black directors, black writers, black producers. So tune the fuck in. Yeah. With that being said, our second question was about community. So we asked the attendees, um, like, what Brooklyn specifically means to them because we feel that Afropunk does a really good job at highlighting the spaces that they're in and with it being Afropunk Brooklyn we wanted to know like whether you know they were from the city or if they were from wherever like what brings you here and like what does Brooklyn mean to you and Mm. I will kick it off by saying that I had a very interesting time in Brooklyn this time around because every time I come home I think I have different sentiments and I like assess every day like how do I feel how do I feel I don't know I don't know and this was one of those times where I was like damn like I miss home for sure because it was such a fucking vibe like we were walking from the festival to the first spot which was really dope that it was convenient and that's the number one thing I love about living in New York that you can actually walk places because you can't really do that in other cities and as we were walking, we were like hopping a bodega, grabbing a beer, grabbing some chicken wings from Cum Cow, seeing a group of Nigerian men mm-hmm. like dancing out yeah. on the street. Like hopping everybody was out on their bikes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People were on their bikes. Little kids had ices. Mr. Softy was out. No. And it was just like, this is so Brooklyn. Like, this yeah. is what it's all about. And like, yes. I loved it. And it took me back to like my childhood. It took me back to just growing up and just loving being outside and it it you could see it everywhere like everybody was out um people were in the park barbecuing and I was just like this is like what I love and like you definitely see that in other cities it just doesn't resonate the same as it does when it's your city so I would say shout outs to Afropunk for having this space that like kind of forces you like you said Chelsea to explore the city Mm -hmm. and whether you get it or not, like you gonna have a nutcracker. Right. You're gonna have some fried <laughs> edibles, catfish edibles. or something in the street. Somebody's gonna ask you if you want some edibles. You might have to go hop into the bodega, get you a chopped cheese, get you something to like sustain yourself yes. as you're walking. You know, like it it makes you like get out into the community. And so many of the vendors were like local vendors um, within the festival. When you get out of the festival, like you see the entrepreneur that lives within every Mm -hmm. single black 
woman and man because we are natural born hustlers because we didn't never have an option to be nothing but that mm. and so mm. you, <laughs> you like the edible man had a logo on the damn nut i mean the the nutcracker right. man had logos on his nutcrackers right I was like, that is a businessman that is a businessman he had the water the underneath them if you didn't have cash, he had his little square box or cash app, whatever yeah. it was. He was making it work. I was like, I'm so proud. And, and the lady who next to him was like, he's real professional. He got on a he got on a boat side. <laughs> he's yeah, that's always real. outside, and the drinks are good too. And they yes, I was like, okay, okay, press, right, <laughs> press, press, press. So anyways, and there's always so many like police officers at like these festivals. But I will say, and I hope I'm not lying, but I never really feel like anything is going to pop off. Like, there's so much positivity, you know? Like, it's not even needed. It's, like, overly policed almost. Yo, I there was a woman with a long-ass, shimmering, beaded, sequins train. And I dead-stepped on her whole-ass train. And, like, to the point where she was being pulled back. And I was like, oh, God, Lord. And she was so chill. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She's like... Girl, you're fine. Oh my god! Like she was chilling. Like I know she sat there and built that whole damn train. Like nobody is tight if you're bumping up against each other, which I've been to many a festival where that is not the case. Like it was just so much love there. Not there's no attitude to be found, no malice to be found. But um, on this subject of the Brooklyn. What does Brooklyn mean to you? I think I would agree, Sade. Like, I think that, you know, I think about Afropunk as that quintessential summer Brooklyn staple. It's like always the cap to my summer. And Mm -hmm. Brooklyn summers are like, there's nothing like them. They totally, I don't know, they, it's like everything that is Brooklyn can be seen in the summertime. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would agree. I love I love the community. Like, everyone was just happy. Everyone was, as I said, this man was doing Molly, and everyone stopped. There was not one person that didn't stop to ask, like, yo, you all right? You need something? Like, we just look out for each other. Yeah. And and a couple years ago, that could have gone a very different way. So I was very proud to see how far we have come. (laughs) Well, speaking of looking out... We have a what would you do in our inbox. And I wonder if we can Ooh. look out and give somebody some. Yes. Nice. I right. like that. I'm trying to take my segment. Sorry, girl. There was just a beautiful transition right there. I had to take it. Okay. Well, since I know the people love my voice, <laughs> I will kindly read them the what would you do. So, this is from a loyal listener love you like so much i will preface with that like she is so supportive has literally like financially supported us so we love you shout outs to you anywho i'm gonna jump right in so she said hey bgt first of all love y'all and feel like y'all are my homegirls even though we've never met keep doing what you're doing thank you thank you so yeah we we gotta go down to h-town now Mm -hmm. um so i have this friend she's been my homegirl since high school and has been with me at my absolute lowest. Within the past year, I've come to notice some really sus things when it comes to guys. 
I was fucking this guy in the fall and she knew about him. Come to find out she had actually matched with him on Tinder after the fact. I brushed it off because, you know, it's Tinder. Me and that guy remained friends after it was all said and done. And he has always told me he gets the vibe my homegirl's trying to compete with me, especially when it comes to guys. Fast forward to a few months later and I start messaging this guy. I'm really just trying to fuck him. But me and my girl went out and had a few drinks. We're having a good time, and I do what any girl would do with her homegirl. I show her a picture and go on about how he's really cute, and I wouldn't mind having sex with him. She was like, yes, girl, fuck with him. He's cute. So I'm like, all right, bet. Two days later, old boy hits me up talking about how my friend messaged him <clears throat> saying he was cute the day after I showed her the picture and told her I was interested. <clears throat> I mentioned that it to bitch her, off. and she said... <laughs> If she did, it was probably months ago, but she didn't message him recently. Oh, my God. Anyway, I feel like old boy wouldn't have a reason to make up such an elaborate lie randomly. I'm torn because this is my homegirl, who I'm, someone who I've known for years and know some of my deepest secrets. But it's also bothering me. I'm even doubting her a bit. What would you Mm-mm. do? First of all, I hope her friend doesn't listen to our podcast. Because <laughs> oh, we shit. just said her whole name. The whole government. So... Might have to uh, bleep that out. Although maybe this is helpful. This is an easy way to cut that bitch off. It ain't nothing cut that bitch off. So if she is listening, you're a bad friend, and bye. You don't deserve a girl like that in your life. Okay, I'm I'm going to interject. I'm going to say this does sound extremely sus, so you should just confront your friend and But she did, I thought. And the friend said... That it didn't this, happen recently. Well, this was about the... No, no, no. I'm saying, like, over overall. Like, oh, okay. Right. Is something weird going on? Like, I don't want to not believe you, but these things are making me feel very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay, but do you think there would be any situation... Because I've had a friend like this. Do you think there would be any situation in which the girl would be like, well, yes, I am jealous of you? Um, Potentially, depending on how you set up the space. Not jealous, but, like, this person is probably dealing with some deep insecurities. Right. To feel yes. affirmed or yes. something. And it's, like, not even... She probably does this in a lot of other ways in, of her life. Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to act like I'm a fucking therapist right now. Yeah. Um, maybe she needs a therapist. Yeah, probably. But she's like she has some issues. And it's... Oof. That's the problem. Because you can't... Like, she got to sort this out. Or you really cannot be her friend. And you probably right. just cannot be her friend while she's dealing with this kind of stuff because you just can't trust her. But I think it's like you said, Shade, you got to put this out there, have the conversation in a real way. Put, like lay everything on the table. Like, you know, there was this case, this case, and this case. I'm right. not trying to say you're shady or this or that. I just really want to understand like what's going on with you. And I'm sure there's other signs outside of this behavior. Like, does she go out and like acts hella thirsty? Right. Like, because if it's somebody who's really looking for attention or affirmation from men, you're going to see it in other ways aside from it just being these instances. Like, there's like the proof will definitely be in the pudding. For sure. So you might just have to be like, girl, are you good? Like, because I'm not trying to come for you, but this is what I'm seeing. And like, I want you to know, like, you don't have to be doing this. I don't know. However you want to, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, I agree. I'm about to email her right now. Like, can, can we you say her name? name? <laughs> right. No, I agree. And I think that like, that is a really mature way to handle it. And I'm glad that you're even asking us this question in this way. 
and like you're trying to still honor the friendship that you guys have had yeah um and it's that's not to say that she's not being shady that she's definitely being shady but girls do this shit all the time all the time and it's not always about you friend Mm -hmm. of however many years but you know your same friends that you had when you were 13 14 you might have told your deepest darkest secrets to that's all fine and dandy but they may not need to be your friend for 2019 and that's okay that right yeah yes you gotta have that combo make it real safe and healing that's nice i just think you should slowly get out of her life no chelsea rojas i've literally dealt with this and i and i when i was dealing with it i was like that's my friend we've known each other you know when you've known someone for so long it's like mm-hmm. you want to honor that friendship blah 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 i dealt with that and continue to get burned over and over and over and over and over again so my advice if you're seeing something if someone's showing you something you see it so it's, it's your choice that's just so crazy that she's doing that. Um, yeah, I know. I think it's what, but like, I agree with you, Chelsea, but I think have the real combo first and you sort of just put it all out there, see what she says. And, and if she's in, if she tries to deny it again, then definitely then I, I'm looking at you kind of like even more shady. Like I'm trying to give you a safe, open space to speak here. And then you're right. Like after that combo, if y'all come to some sort of understanding and she's still doing this thing, then right. for your own sake. You yeah, like I just feel like it. It takes like relationships take work, and like people ma- make mistakes and do fucked up things. And if you value that friendship, then you know do the work. But if you're like this is just toxic and not here for me, then yeah, and just be like, this isn't working for me. So gotta go. Bye. Yeah, yeah. And you can love people from a distance. Like you guys have history. That doesn't mean that needs to be your best friend. Yeah. Big facts. That's true too. Facts. You can know what what place she has in your life, and that might not be the person you go to to tell your juice and your tea and all your shit. Right. Too. Doesn't sound like she. Is. But then I don't want to be your friend. Right. Because then what, what what friend are you? I mean. Mm. Right. Mm. Mm. So I rather just get to the bottom of like, are you good? Is something going on with you? And if you know, that's not the case, or we can't open up, or we can't have no honest conversation then I might just have to dead it. Right. So. Yeah, girl. Try that combo. Please send us an update about how it goes. Yeah, the girls need to know. I just don't know what the explanation would be, though. I mean. How could you, like, if I literally say, hey, I think this guy is cute. I'm really into him. And you message him the next day and say, hey, you're really cute. I'm into you. How, Literally, how I think she probably is deeply insecure, and she if if she's able to like get him, then somehow it makes her feel feel better, better, yeah. like valuable. But then would she like would she cut me off as a friend if she starts dating this guy? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't even think that she yeah. would actually want to date the guy. You know, right. I don't I think, I think it's, it's about the, the satisfaction. The yeah. yeah. No, but that's even worse. <laughs> Like, well, I feel yes. like I would be more inclined to understand if, like, she was deeply in love with this guy. But it's some random no, guy that she's willing no. to throw our friendship away over. Or, like, not even throw our friendship, but but mess with our friendship over. I, I don't understand that logic. That means she doesn't value you as a friend. I think it's deeper than that, though. And that's why if she's able to open up and just say, like, 
you know, I don't feel beautiful. I feel Mm -hmm. like you're more beautiful than me. I don't honor myself. I don't respect myself. Mm -hmm. And if somebody could openly say that to you, I don't think it's worth it to just be like, bye. Like, oh, well, you got issues. I agree. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. She definitely has some issues, and it's definitely deeper. But, I mean, unless you're a licensed therapist, um, I don't know how you deal with something like that. But, But try it. And I hope she says... I'm deeply insecure and I'm sorry and apologizes. Yeah. Right. Well, I feel like it might even, through that conversation, she might be, if she's able to come to that understanding and reflect on that, that might be the first time she even connects those dots and realizes that that's why she's doing it. And And it's it's not to say she's going to up and say it right away, but if you can open up the space and, you know, give, give the time. And, and again, this is asking a lot of you, but if you value the friendship, then, you know, I think it's, it's worth trying and see what happens and to chelsea's point if you get burned again then it's just like okay listen you got some work to do and i don't have time right mm-hmm. yeah and also yeah and that is an important lesson in setting boundaries like i feel like you know as we're growing up we learn to set boundaries and like as women and this is a generalization but i'll speak for myself as a woman for myself it's harder to set boundaries than i think m- it is for a man. Mm-hmm. Um, so set boundaries. If certain, I mean, I agree. If she, if you really care about this girl, it's worth a conversation. Um, but then after that, you have to set your boundaries and yeah, set standards. I also don't know how old everyone mm-hmm. is in this situation because um, we ha- <clears throat> we have someone in here who has made some. Uh, questionable questionable decisions when it comes to their friends and men Mm. i'm not gonna say who any elbows (laughs) but you know so you live and you learn you sure do that's all i'm gonna say Um, but good luck, girl, and please follow. Send us a follow up. Let us know how either the conversation went or how the ghosting went. No, not <laughs> ghosting. Try so first. By the way, first. wait. Mm-hmm. By the way, I need you guys to get on YouTube after this and look up MTV's new show, Ghosted. Yeah. It was so basically during the VMAs they kept playing the commercial, and it's from the makers of Cat of Catfish. Of course, yes. of course. But basically. It's like these people who were in like full-on relationships or friendships, and then their the people in their lives just disappeared. Bitch, that's a genius concept. <laughs> and so they confront them like, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> and there's like crying and yelling. It looks like it's gonna be very entertaining. Oh so my god, I cannot good wait. job for MTV. Yo, they could sign me up for that show because there's a few people I want to curse out. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> there's a few people I've ghosted. Yeah. Who might come trying to but I hate Should we ghosting. do a ghosted episode and I get them on the ghosting. show? Get who people have ghosted. <laughs> people, people have ghosted you. Ghosted you. People you've ghosted. <laughs> That's hilarious. Here for it. I don't want to find the people I ghosted though. I really don't want to talk to them anymore. That's what I right. ghosted. <laughs> See, y'all are wrong. Anyways, do we have Ooh, a have doing idea. shit? But we could call somebody. I, I listened to this before. Y'all, I listened to some, to some radio station. This woman married this man from like the Ukraine. <laughs> Where's this going? And gave him citizenship. He came to the states, and then she go- he ghosted her. And this radio station called him and was like, "You just won 
two dozen roses for free. Who do you want to send them to? And he's like, can you send them to my wife in the Ukraine? And oh. then the woman was like, you have a wife! <laughs> started going crazy. But anyway, <laughs> maybe we could propose a scam to call some of the people that have ghosted Shade. I'm not getting involved <laughs> in this nonsense oh with God. you all. I'm here for it. I think it'd be hilarious. But actually, I'm trying to think if there's content. anyone who's ghosted me that I'm like pressed about, and I think I've already pressed them, so I'm good. <laughs> hey, hey, actually, listeners, if y'all have somebody who you want us to call that has ghosted you, <laughs> hey, 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 listeners, <laughs> hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, send us a message to hello at Black Girls Texting. That would be hilarious. I just have to hope I don't start laughing on the phone, but we will definitely. This, I, Glenn, okay. you will be on mute if we ever. Do that. <laughs> I, I was about to say. About to say. Um, ma'am, do we have okay. a black girl I'm just, doing like, up shit? To be honest, I was gonna shout out the founder of the Honey Pot and also the founder of the game, uh, race. Sorry, wait. Let me just pull it out. Trading races. Trading races. Um. And y'all just need to get into this. So Trading Races, I believe her, her name was Ken Yada. Correct. I'm going to just look it up because. Sorry, I feel like we're talking about I so many excellent don't. black women this entire time. Yeah, I feel like this whole episode was a black girl. Yes, Kenyatta Forbes. Yes, Kenyatta. Okay, see, Kenyatta Forbes. And also the founder of the Honey Pie. I said her name was B. It was Beatrice. Ah, Beatrice. Okay, so yeah, but yeah, again, we met fantastic black women throughout the entire festival. Whether they had a company that like had a booth, or whether they all had their own side hustle, or they had something amazing to share and something like you know powerful to offer, Um, their energy was fantastic. So shout out to all of those women that we met this weekend. And so thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And thanks for listening, guys. Me love y'all. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.